us more. Previously on Becoming Us. Joel, I think God is showing me that there's a difference between fear and doubt. I don't doubt even for a minute that we are meant to spend the rest of our lives together, but I'm still afraid. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, you don't need to apologize. This was an important season. <laughs> I know it was and I know it's in the past. All of these things have led to us becoming us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not best for everyone. It doesn't make you more complete if you're married. So the goal isn't marriage. The goal is to become complete in the Lord. Welcome to Becoming Us, our cinematic podcast, where we'll be diving into our story, romance, life, and music. We've spent the last 10 years unraveling what love truly looks like in sickness and in health, in the good times and the uncertain. We'll be processing our triumphs, troubles, and even our secrets with the help of friend and mentor, Kerry Hosenbaugh. Together, we invite you into this spiritual truths in our journey. And our hope is that she'll bring wonderful insight into yours as well. So wherever you are, you're invited to come along for the next few minutes as we laugh, cry, and share our story. This, this is, is Becoming, Becoming Us, our cinematic podcast. final episode of season one of Becoming Us. And we're talking about being known. Mm-hmm. Which is appropriate, I think, to wrap up the whole enchilada, if you will, with that topic, Becoming Known. And we're going to flip the script a bit today. Um, if you have joined us for some of these prior episodes, we've invited Kerry Hosenbog from the Becoming Academy. At the end of the episode, mm -hmm. But um, in just a moment, we're going to invite her in to sort of look back through mm -hmm. uh, the last five episodes that bring us to a place of knowing. And then we're going to dive into a little brief look towards season two. <gasps> Can you connect the dots for us between the concept of becoming and progress and this location we find ourselves in. <laughs> I don't know. People might, if you're, if you're only listening and you're not watching, first of all, switch over to video so you can watch. But you can see there is construction in the background. There is exposed wood and LVL beams everywhere. What, where are we? So Why are we here? Last episode, we were at our cottage. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, Cubby, brother-in-law who's directing this, had the kind of grand idea to invite you into uh, what will be not only yours and my future home, but just across the way, uh, your parents' mm -hmm. future home. And my parents are just down the hill. This is actually what was the property I grew up on. Mm -hmm. Really, this home or future home represents us really getting to know each other in creating it. Yeah. Together. And I think in a lot of ways it represents the process, you know, finding beauty in the unfinished. Yes. Um, you know, for all of us, we're all a work in progress. We're all becoming these greater versions, these more whole versions of ourselves. And 
I think for those of us who are high achievers, we can tend to just look at the end goal and, and wish we were there and not enjoy the now. But there's so much beauty in the brokenness. There's so much beauty in the steps that lead up to the home being finished. And when I look around, you know, what did we say? The first thing we said when we walked in here this morning at yeah. 6, 7 a.m., we're like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. And so cold. Shall we give Lady Hosenbog? Yeah, let's call Carrie. Uh, part of the reason we wanted to bring her into this podcast is because she has very specific tools that she has mm -hmm. shared with us um, in our marriage uh, that have helped us navigate some difficult times and celebrate some really wonderful times. And can help well. you navigate as well. Uh, it's called uh, the Becoming Academy, and uh, you can get more information about that. But uh, she's wonderful. Side note, we'll get to this a bit later too, but we actually met or in 2014. I, I didn't know there. you, I didn't know you were there. Yes. Oh. It was, it was our concert. Oh. Hey. Hi, Carrie. Good morning. I'm so happy to see you guys in your location there at your new house. Mariah and I have had some, some deep talks up there, some, some mm -hmm. tears, haven't we? Our whole milk and honey conversation. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's another season two topic that we'll we'll have to becoming we'll have to discuss. Becoming milk and honey. No, not becoming milk and honey. <laughs> milk and honey being children and work and the combination of both. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. children. Yes, the beauty that is in marriage can be right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. So, Carrie, we're we little bit of a flip the script. Obviously, you're here early. Thank you for jumping on uh, a little ahead of time, and we're kind of. We were talking about this last night, um, just you and us as we were prepping for this, and you were sharing about just the beauty of this progression from Mariah and me. So yeah, it was kind of fun actually, because I think what I was doing was considering what does God see? Like, have we accomplished what is good about love? Because that's his other name, he is love. So have we been true to him? And as I looked back, I sort of walked through the episodes and I saw in episode one, where it was about becoming us, it established how we access love in our longing. And it began with yeah. the two of you saying, I need more than what I have, I'm longing. And then the second one was fearful. When we're insufficient in love, how we are met by God's sufficiency. So I feel like the first two sort of established the fact that love is beyond our human capacity. I began to see the character traits of love as they're defined in 1 Corinthians 13, which is that verse that just about everybody uses at their wedding. And when they get married, nobody really knows what it means. It's just, you know, it does begin with the need. And now we have to go to God to get more, right? Where we're insufficient. And in three, um, I it was engaged, right? And so in order to get to that place of engagement, Joel needed to do what was difficult for him, which was to wait. Love was patient. And yours yeah. was love needs to not be so self-protective. It needs to do. Love does through kindness. So it was like love is patient. Love is kind. And so you began to access these character traits where you couldn't do it in your humanity. I love this. I love this, by the way. I yes. love that you. This is, yes. this is what I love about Carrie Hausenbach right here is that Going back into our story has been enlightening in and of itself, but to be able to change the cycle so it's not... Um, Stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And God calls us to consider our ways. You, 
You plant much, but harvest little. You put money in pockets with holes in it. It's like, why are we not progressing? We're not progressing because we're not going back to consider. So in these six episodes or five episodes, you've considered. And so now we read that story. And in reading that story, we see as you transition from becoming engaged to becoming lonely, you've also, you've learned not to seek your own way. Love does not seek its own way. You're going to learn from the other and learn from God. Well, now here you are in becoming lonely. In that, your story began to diverge. There, you're separated, you're both busy, and Joel checks out emotionally. And she has to wrestle with not being jealous, not keeping a record of wrongs, he has to wrestle with not being proud or boastful because when you're rising, it's hard to be humble. And in being humbled, it's hard not to be jealous when someone else is rising. And so in that episode, which was one of my favorites, you begin to wrestle with, okay, I'm feeling jealous. I'm feeling proud. I'm, I'm mad that he's not showing up, but I don't want to. And so um, love is, I will not jealous, not keeping a record, not rude, not wow. proud, not boastful. But how do you do that is you go, I'm a little rude, I'm a little boastful, I'm a little jealous, and I'm gonna turn my face and ask the Lord to make me more than I am. Because only by his power can I not be these things. Wow, this is so crazy. So it's drop, literally going- Drop the iPad, going, drop the iPad. I shan't. I mean, not really. Um, this is redefining the scripture to me, and it's bringing it to life. And this has been very consistent with the pattern of our relationship, of me going, Carrie, this scripture, I've heard it a thousand times, it means nothing to me, it's ash. And you're like, wait, there's more. So love is patient, love is kind. Love does not boast, love Isn't is not proud. jealous. Mm. That's okay, what, what, what else is left? It doesn't demand its own way. Well, so the one when I was thinking about the married episode, I was thinking about how you talked about, we got these things right by the grace of God. And in this righteousness and in this truth, there was rejoicing. But then you all, right, with the, the marriage and the honeymoon and all the things, right, that everybody helps for. And then this other thing where you said, we got these boundaries wrong. We blew past them. We did not do it right. We were not walking in righteousness. We were not taking a Sabbath. Well, what is, what is love? Love rejoices in righteousness and truth. Love does not rejoice in unrighteousness. So that was like, wow. And you did that. You revealed that in this episode. But you're right. Until we actually look at the scriptures in the context of our story, in the context of someone else's story, it's not alive but it's meant to be alive. I think in Married also, we saw love endures all things. But what I loved about um, love enduring all things is we were talking about a love of, you know, Luke getting sick and Joel doing 40 shows and enduring. It's like love was enduring doing 40 shows. Love was enduring while Mariah's sick. Love of Helen coming and, and speaking the truth, rejoicing in the truth. I, I just, I feel like you're, we're sort of rounding out love as you come into that, that married episode. But what's interesting to me is I thought, is that as far as we've gone? And I thought, no. Episode six, here we are in known. Mm. And in known, we begin to it's the unveiling. You start to see more and more and more of somebody as you get deeper in marriage, but you start to see more weaknesses. You start to see hopes that haven't come or dreams that are there, or, and you start to see the weaknesses. And then the definition of love is, 
I'm believing all things with you. I'm hoping all things. I'm As we're enduring, we're believing and we're hoping. I think, you know, in a couple, when we get back to this in the next episode, we're going to start to see when there's some, some undoing. I know your story. And it's like, what does it look like not to become easily angered and to still, it's guilelessness. It's how do you still trust one another when you might not have gotten it right perfectly. So I think we're, God's just breaking down the definition of love through your story and we are learning from it. But then I think it's important that people listening look into their own story and go, how am I being patient? How am I standing against the jealousy by saying, I can't do this, but you can do this? How can I forgive and not keep a record of wrongs? We ruin our marriages by keeping records. We ruin our relationships. So this has been beautiful and that reflection time, I don't know, was very illuminating to my soul. Carrie, thank you so much for walking us through all of that. It's, I hope that the person listening right now, I hope you see the value and the beauty of having an objective perspective in your life because I feel like we've been the beneficiaries of having friends like you um, to to be our narrators at times. And, mm. and it's a humbling thing to go, okay, between the two of us, we can't do this by ourselves. We can't figure it all out on our own. Mm, that's wonderful, thank you. And I just wanna say, I, I'm so grateful that you're doing this because I think people need to know that when they come up against longing and need and insufficiency and those things that aren't met, if they could just remember something about God and just ask him, he will he will show up he will provide his grace and you've been such a good example of that in being so vulnerable about about your own struggle so thank you thank you Kerry thank and you, we Kerry. feel uh, very known um, even more so after these six weeks of walking through these mm-hmm. um, portions some beautiful some hard of our relationship so thank you for your insight and mm-hmm. obviously we'll see you before next season but officially See you next season. Maybe say maybe say a goodbye to everyone watching so that you can connect with them next season. <laughs> Look forward to meeting you all at the Becoming Academy. <laughs> love it. She's like, time for schoolwork. All right, love you, Carrie. See you, Carrie. that we wrapped with Carrie talking about ask. You know, that was that was kind of her final word was, you know, if we could just come back to this is our need and ask, like go to God with it. Yeah. Um, I think the most beautiful tool that, that we've taken from the Becoming Academy is the ask journal. And it's the first, the very first tool that we started implementing in our, in our lives. Ironically, I feel like we did the ask journal last night, like without even writing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, so the ask journal, this is something that I've received from Carrie and then have passed on to, to friends. 
in our nature, you know, I can tend to want to fix things when Joel has a problem. And when I come to him with an issue, he either thinks that he was the cause of the problem or he tries That's to where fix I go to it. first. I'm like yeah. sad about something completely unrelated to you. And you're like, what did it's I do? It's not my fault. So sad working through that. What we've done is made this practice, you know, maybe once a month where we'll open up a journal and I will scribe for Joel. And for however long, he just talks about and speaks out and verbalizes the needs in his life. Yeah, we usually his life. fill about a page yeah. worth of... And I'm not, the rules are, I'm not allowed to say anything. Which we didn't quite, or I should say, I didn't quite understand initially. Initially. In but, the process. But, I, <laughs> it was one night where it can go very wrong when you start saying, no, 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 but we need to... Talk about that. That's not, that's not <laughs> that's the point. Not the, of point. It. No. the point is not to fix or even to dialogue about it. The point is to take the other person's needs and longings mm -hmm. and unmet expectations and disappointments and pieces and take all of that to God as a partner and as a friend. And so I, I'm the scribe for you, then we switch. You take the journal, you scribe for me. And yeah. by the end of these pages that we've got filled out, we, and this is an important part, we didn't do this initially and it, it wasn't as helpful, but now we know to finish the journal and then pray. pray. And for, pray. For one another. Yeah, and pray in a way where it's like, God, these are our very real needs being communicated and shared and exposed and we're in a vulnerable place even yeah. now. We bring these things to you because only you can fix it. And there's something about the art of releasing those things and, and, and putting them in the hands and at the feet of, of someone who is greater than us. And last night, like I, I sensed, I'm like, You're, something's really heavy on your heart. Mm. And you expressed to me a but hurt. You asked. Well, you what's asked funny that. is that I think before all of this, before all of these tools, you know, that we've been practicing since. Yeah, play it out, play it out as if we didn't have okay. that tool yeah. last night. Because this is so realistic. I think pre this revelation of, I'm not God to you, you're not God to me, <laughs> uh, I would have noticed that you were upset. And when you get upset over something, you tend to go inward, and, and especially when it's just in the quietness of our home, you, I feel like you're at, you, go, you leave the room. You're yeah. there with me, like we're sitting having ramen together at our kitchen table, but you're not mentally there. Previously, in my brokenness and my selfishness, I think I would have seen that, been hurt by you, and then been frustrated and come, I would have come at you as a, we just had this amazing day, we're eating ramen, our favorite meal, why are you not present with me? Why are you thinking about work? Why are you not here engaging with me? I would have been offended. I would have been quick to take offense. I would have been overly sensitive. And mm. I've realized that Jesus died to save me from my irritability and my sensitivity. <laughs> that's a real thing. Amongst, amongst other things. <laughs> amongst other things, but that's a big one. I would have been upset and then you would have been like, well, I'm, why are you coming at me? Like I'm bearing the weight of all this stress and you don't even, you're not even asking. And then you would have been hurt. And then round and round and brokenness, we would have gone. Yeah. Isn't that interesting though? That that's where the cycle perpetuates. Yeah. That it's, we talked about this a little while ago in an earlier episode, that suspicion, creates the situation that we're trying to avoid. 
It's almost this self-fulfilling. Suspicion will always seek evidence to support what it suspects. Yeah. 100%. And so it, rather than last night being what it ended up being, and that was you really getting inquisitive and asking, and she, guys, she, she uh, this might be TMI, <laughs> but she, she got a bunch, she collected a bunch of candles and uh, her sister gave her like a tea, it's a bit frou-frou for me, but like a tea um, bath soak. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like and a giant she, tea she bag. She put it in bag. the bath. But before that, we took the time, me asking, and you yeah. in safety, knowing that you could communicate specifically what was worrying you, what was stressing you out, what was mm. making you fearful, what was making you anxious, and, and what we've been able to do in calling that out and naming it is go, okay. So this is, this is where we've fallen off the wagon. This is where we've fallen off the highway of peace. Yeah. Now let's together go to God and say, God, this is what we're struggling with. This is what Joel's feeling. How can you give him peace? How yeah. can you grant him guidance in how to forgive, you know, trust, walk in peace, all of these things? I'm not the one doing it for mm. you. I'm not the one fixing it for you. And you're not fixing it for yourself. And that's the beauty of this relationship being a triad. As Carrie said before, this is not a relationship between two people. It's a relationship between three people, mm. us going to God with our needs. There's a couple of things I want to offer as a criteria to last night and to the Ask Journal. There are very natural emotions, hmm. fear being one of them, um, um, anxiousness being one of them. Um, it's, it's, it's what you do in that moment of fear, hmm. the response to fear, that either drops you into call it sin or out of alignment with God mm -hmm. or into grace and peace again. And what was beautiful about last night is in that rising up, which we all have, and there's, not, there's no shame in the, the feeling of it because this is a part of life, the rising up of this fear in me, there was quickly met with grace, communication, and then release mm -hmm. that put us back in a place of, of, of peace. Mm -hmm. And even going back a little further to the Ask Journals in general, I want to be real careful because, you know, initially one of the, the potholes I thought was like, well, this is my opportunity to ask all of the things that I'm unhappy about in, in marriage or relationship and sort of use it as this sort of passive way in a spiritual sort of Yeah, it context. can be a passive aggressive To be like, if you're God, not in the I'm right asking place. you for my wife to get better at packing the dishwasher, like uh, whatever this is. Packing the dishwasher. <laughs> I knew that would get her. Oh God. That get her. That's not a real thing, for the record. That's no, real more thing. realistic would be, God, I pray that you would help my wife get over her fear of having children. Yeah, that, that was be. a painful one. That was a hard one. We which had, which yeah. we crossed that recently. Yeah. 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 More to come on that. But, um, <laughs> Season two. Uh, but the, the spirit of asking is its longings mm. and its needs. Mm. Um, it's, it's, and, and there is a certain tact and grace in 
being vulnerable, this is so much more about bringing a need yeah. or a longing mm -hmm. versus using it as an opportunity uh, with your significant other to kind of create a like a to-do list of what their aims or responsibilities or, or the Calling things. Calling out their insufficiencies even. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I, I love this. And I think that that goes hand in hand with this episode being called Becoming Known. Yeah. Because this is where we're currently at. Even though story-wise we're in the year 2014, the connect is our constant desire to be vulnerable with one another. Yeah. And the more that we know ourselves, the more that we become aware of our insufficiencies, the mm. more we become dependent on God to meet those needs, and the more we can go to God with the needs of our spouse. So I just, I mean, there's just this quick quote that I, it's come up so many times in, in my head in preparing for these conversations, but um, it, it, it has to do with vulnerability because, you know, what's, what's the most physically vulnerable state you could be in as an adult? Naked, okay? Like the nakedness of being completely exposed is, you're, you're, you're completely seen. Mm. But there's a, there's a knowing that goes beyond that. Let's, okay, at this point, let's face it, we've seen each other naked a whole lot. It's not that hard to be naked in front of somebody, <laughs> especially mm. if it's in a trusted like marriage. But what is harder than being completely vulnerable in that way. It's being known. It's letting you yeah. see the deepest parts of me. It's letting you see the parts of me that no one else sees on the inside. And and that that honesty and that vulnerability can be really scary. Because by seeing that, the other person has the ability to really hurt you. Mm. And that's where I think, once again, toggling back a couple episodes ago, that's where this idea of if I put all of my trust and all of my weight and all of my faith in you as a spouse or anyone else, mm -hmm. Luke or fill in the blank, mm -hmm. aside from God, perfect love casts out all fear, but the only perfect love we'll ever experience in this life is God's love mm -hmm. toward us, then you're bound to actually potentially be crushed. That's the great risk is you put yourself out there and if all your eggs are in the basket of your spouse or your best friend or whoever else or your parent, whatever, they leave you at worst or they, even if they don't... Respond get, graciously. Yeah, then, then you are... It, it can destroy you. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why there's... That's why the, the, the whole episode about, you know, when, when I shared that I loved you for the first time, like there was a criteria leading up to that. It wasn't a flippant thing. I think being vulnerable with someone, you do have to know that it's true. You mm. do need to know that it's safe, that that's a safe mm. person to communicate that to or a safe person to be vulnerable with. And you do need to feel the leadership of the spirit in that. It has mm. to feel greater than just a feeling in the moment, you know? Read this quote. This is a quote from Tim Keller. We have been trying to cover our nakedness and hide our true selves from God, ourselves, and other people. We can never adequately deal with our nakedness, but God has come into our wrecked world to provide a perfect cover for us. Mm. The reason why that idea resonates so much with me is 
I tend to be a defensive person. I tend to be very self-protective. And for anyone who's experienced pain or hurt or being burned in their life, that's a pretty natural repercussion is, is to have this armor up. And so because of that, unless it's like a really cheesy, surfacey Hallmark commercial, <laughs> like it's, it can be difficult for me to be emotional and to cry and to be vulnerable and to yeah. show every side of myself to someone, um, let alone let, my, a trusted partner, my, my husband. Yeah. This idea of God coming into my wrecked world to provide a perfect cover for me, mm. it means that I get to put on an armor of light. I get to be translucent, I get to be transparent, but I have a covering over me that, to me, it looks like that trust and that ultimate hope and that ultimate source and that ultimate safety being in God and in his love. Mm. And, and that's, that's bigger than me, that's bigger than you. And that's really where we found ourselves speaking in 2014 mm. for that year, you know, I, think back to some of the memories. We went to Australia for the first time that year for my, one of my closest cousin's weddings. We, we got VHS tapes and watched Star Wars, the original Star Wars trilogy, which you fell asleep jeering. I am now a knowledgeable she's, and she's enthusiastic Star Wars fan. Being converted. Um, we very appropriately lived at an apartment in Cool Springs that was called uh, The Dwell. Mm -hmm which I think was a very apropos title for what it meant to be just in this knowing and, and, and this beautiful place of marriage. We built, um, or we didn't build, we made um, gingerbread ornaments for our Christmas tree that year. Yeah, it was, in the, the, it was the first and last time because I realized my husband doesn't enjoy crafting as much, but that's fine because I don't really either. I just wanted to do it because I saw it on Pinterest. It looked like fun. It wasn't in reality. Um, <laughs> We both released records, yeah. and uh, as I mentioned earlier, that's when we met Carrie Hosenbog um, and kind of had initial interactions with her. Mm. The reason we wanted to stop here for, for season one is because there was sort of... A cycle. Yeah, yeah. A, a set of seasons mm -hmm. that took place, and it resulted in this moment in time of a certain peace mm -hmm. and... Um, a certain knowing mm -hmm. and a certain dwelling that uh, was really beautiful. As far as the next season is concerned, um, just to give you the tip of the iceberg, we'll, we'll basically pick it up in 2015, uh, deepening into marriage and, and, and really beginning another cycle, or a, a, like mm -hmm. you call it that cycle, the set of seasons. It's a becoming cycle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What does it look like at that, you know, in that cycle to become intimate, to, to really deeply go the next level? Mm -hmm. You know, we'd sort of, we were in the minor leagues and now we're sort of upgrading mm -hmm. uh, in some ways to the major leagues. In, well, in what's beautiful as well is that we're taking all of what we've learned and, and bringing it into this next cycle. Because what we faced in these first five years of knowing one another was, was difficult at times, but mm. the following five years, 2015 to 2020, uh, <laughs> was a whole, a whole other echelon of challenges. We are building our partnership and building on mistakes made and lessons learned to love and, and to be loved, to know and to be known. Mm. What 
great mm. aims in life and in a relationship. Oh man, sweetie. I have, um, I just need to say, I've, I've loved doing this with you. We've collaborated on records, we've collaborated on, you know, to this point at least, on, on building this home for us and for your parents and so on. But what does it look like to actually sit down and collaborate on looking back on our journey and, and the vulnerable moments and owning things? And um, I'm proud of you, I'm proud of myself, I'm, I'm proud of us with the guidance of the Spirit and Carrie and Scott and mm. um, what we've captured. Mm-hmm. I hope uh, to you listening and, and watching that, that you are able to take away truths um, that can, and tools that can ultimately assist you as you step into life, into becoming the, the man or the woman that you are designed to be under God. And so uh, this is our signing off until season two of Becoming Us, and I'll give you the final word, Dom. And I'm already gonna tell you that episode one of season two is gonna be called Becoming Intimate. Cause we all wanna talk about that. Let's leave it there. <laughs> and if you uh, would like to subscribe, I go to accessmore.com. And Becoming Us is available wherever you listen to podcasts. And who knows, maybe next season we'll just pick it up right here in the same spot, but hopefully there'll be some sheetrock on the walls and a fireplace going. Right there. And it won't be 27 degrees. (laughs) Bless you guys, we love you. (laughs) To the five people in the room. Good job, everybody. Slowly trying to trying to leave the room. I know. Wait, wait, where are you going? Are you leaving us? Why? Going to the bank and wait, you're not gonna join us for breakfast? We'll go to the. Where are you guys going to breakfast? We gotta go to the bank really. Okay, well we're gonna wrap up and then we're gonna go to breakfast. I'll let you know. Yeah, meet us there. I'm so glad you guys came. Oh yeah, looks good. This one's good.